0: Video Nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. But how, how can you judge on a video Nasty? Have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film.
1: And welcome to the Video Nasties podcast, my name's Christopher Brown. Uh, More of a playground uh, dare than a cohesive movie, Face of Death is probably the most famous of the mondo shockumentaries. It's a lengthy list of news footage, shock scenes of animal cruelty, and faked footage of people dying. The film is a smorgasbord of quite depressing elements. It asks the viewer, dare you watch? Do you want to see a dead body? In truth though, it also asks, are you prepared to be a little bored?
0: In one brief moment, within the span of a heartbeat, your world could stop. There is no way to predict when you will become one of them. For the first time in cinema history, the greatest fear of all mankind will be graphically exposed. Now, a motion picture dares to take you beyond the threshold of the living, where you may discover your own face of death. will introduce you to a world where the bizarre is not uncommon and the normal seems out of place. has more written study of death been revealed to the motion picture audience. An exploration into a bloody world where violence creates an image not soon to be forgotten. Une thought about death. It's time you started thinking. Faces of Death. Now a major motion picture.
1: This mockumentary hosted by a character called Dr. Francis B. Gross, who isn't actually a doctor, he's just an actor, he acts like a coroner and he's trying to show the different faces people make while dying. So the movie features fake scenes of people getting killed Intermixed with real accident footage, Uh, executions by decapitation, there's an obviously faked uh, electric chair scene, there's uh, monkey brains eating, although that's faked as well, and there's shots of animals eating people and the satanic orgies using dead bodies. It's at the end, really, when there's a newsreel footage of people jumping off buildings and major accidents where uh, it really starts to get a little bit unpleasant, obviously, because at that stage it really is faces of death.
2: Unfortunately, medical science cannot always have success. The moment death occurs, my expertise is called upon. Good
1: afternoon.
2: When this organ ceased to function, the result was death. The one reality we cannot avoid. I'm Dr. Francis Gross. I work as a pathologist. And over the past 20 years, I have compiled a library of the many faces of death. My travels have taken me all over the world, searching for the various situations that have dealt with our ultimate end. I've seen with my own eyes a myriad of experiences that have led me to a greater awareness of the living. We have developed a world that refuses to recognize our own destiny. Many years ago, I was plagued with a recurring dream.
1: Made in 1978, uh, the film was written by a John Allen Schwartz uh, credited as Alan, Bra- uh, Alan Black and directed by uh, a Conan Leclerc, who's also Schwartz. Oddly, Schwartz also takes credit as a second unit director and he appears in one of the segments of the film as uh, the leader of um, the flesh-eating cult in San Francisco. It also pops up in lots of different films as well. The film stars Michael Carr as the narrator. and like he kind of he's there as like a basically a linchpin for to kind of pull together all these different obviously all very wildly different uh, elements in terms of where they've come from and whatnot Swartz has said that the film's budget was a uh, four fifty thousand dollars. And uh, he he estimates that it made 35 million worldwide on theatrical releases, and that not doesn't include rentals. And also, it was um, it kind of spurned the ser- series, and uh, originally the money was from Japan. In February 2013, there was an interview on National Public Radio called "On the Media" with Schwartz, who said that the uh, the well. Let's put it this way, I mean, we could do an entire episode where we kind of go through each individual element and say, is it real or is it faked? <clears throat> but one of the ones that uh, really sticks in people's minds is the fact that, you know, this monkey brains-eating scene of a uh, tourist in Egypt killing a monkey and eating his brains. It was actually filled in a Moroccan restaurant in the US, using Swartz's friends and actors, foam mallets, and a model monkey. So, you know, from that point of view, it's, it's fine. And indeed, as time's gone on, um, more, you know, special effects people and actors have kind of come forward to try and obtain credit for their work on the film. They weren't in the union, which means he didn't actually get a film credit, which kind of helped in terms of its marketing as being real events. But, um, you know, obviously the film was a roaring success, and I think people felt a bit like they'd kind of been done over a little bit. But there are elements that are actually, you know, real as well. There's a sequence involving uh, the cryogenic patient Samuel Berkowitz, who was frozen in July '78 and stores in Northern California. Um, Berkowitz's story actually finishes well. I won't say sadly, but uh, he was—he's um, been fought out and uh, and buried and given a proper funeral, um, and that happened in 1983. I think these kind of things kind of happen when people, you know, I mean Jesus, I mean those. You just don't hear about that kind of stuff anymore, do you? People freezing themselves on the off chance they can be awoken in the future. But uh, you know that that definitely did happen, and that definitely happened with him as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, he um, yeah he, he apparently did had offered to uh, just freeze his head, but uh, free of charge. But uh, the 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 family decided against it, and uh, yeah, he got a proper burial, which was probably for the best. There's a lot of, um, I mean, you know, I, I at the start of the podcast I described it as a film that features a lot of, you know, like a, a dare, playground dare, dare you watch this Faces of Death film, all these people get killed, and a lot, it is a classic example of how films can be um, marketed, you know, a little bit o- OTT, I mean, it's it's, it's built as being banned in 40 countries, but... Um, Really, you know, it hasn't, I'm surprised it hasn't actually been banned in that many countries. Australia, Norway, Finland, New Zealand, and of course here in the UK.
2: There were only two faces that I could recognize a young woman and a priest. Everything was quiet, and the funeral seemed endless. I had no reason for this dream. It had resembled nothing I'd ever experienced within my lifetime. Just the constant images of death existing within a silence that would not respond to my questions. I knew that this dream marked a beginning, the beginning of a journey that would take me around the world in search of an understanding of death. My friends thought me compulsive and insane, while others said I was a distorted fanatic. You will be witness to what I have discovered. May you be the jury, but your verdict will be one of self-conviction. I know what I have witnessed. Now it is your turn. Prepare yourself for a journey into a world where each new step may give you a better understanding of your own reality. For I am sure you will gain a new perspective from the many faces of death.
1: The violence uh, was actually, you know, a lot of it is obviously fate, and uh, the work of Alan A. Apone. I think... um, it's easy to kind of say, you know, loads. Well, it's faked. Obviously, a lot of it does include a lot of stock footage as well, uh, napalm bombing in Vietnam, wartime footage of Adolf Hitler, and then of course the um, the other stuff as well, the, the the animal cruelty element, which is is there, and uh, you know, is it, put there to kind of basically you know strengthen and kind of make the film a lot stronger and more you know powerful or offensive, whichever way you want to see it. So you get to see seals getting clubbed to death, and again we go back to slaughterhouse footage as well, which is obviously a big no-no on the uh, the nasties list. Yeah, and I mean you know it, as I said, I mean it probably at its most extreme, it is using this this newsreel footage. Uh, there's a scene where a cyclist is seen under uh, a, a tractor trailer, and it, you know it re- the camera really slows down and pans on that violence and. The reason why it did is because it's newsreel footage and, it, you know, it, for whatever reason that the cameraman decides to film it. But uh, obviously, you know, when it was made, it was never decided to aim for the, uh, the purpose of this kind of film.
2: Mother Nature had a surprise for those who died in the township of Guanajuato, Mexico. Families could not afford to pay the required rental fees on their loved ones grave sites. The dead were exhumed, revealing that they had been mummified due to the rich minerals in the earth. Men, women and children, their faces frozen with a final vision. As I studied these mummies, I had the feeling that each one had a different story to tell about their own death.
1: The film also uh, kind of spawned a number of sequels we kind of came its own genre almost, although it's kind of from a Mondo background. Uh, Face of the Deaf 2, 3 and 4 as well as Face of the Death Fact or Fiction, uh, a documentary a making of the series which again is also kind of a, a mockumentary as well so it kind of <coughs> almost feeds into its own legend. All these were written and at least partly directed by Schwartz. There's a Face of the 5 and 6 but really they're compilation clips of the first four films with no new footage. And were kind of aim to be released in places where the uh, the film originally hadn't been passed uncut. It's a bit odd, like, I mean, this this car character, the car character who plays Dr. Gross, he kind of pops up and then disappears again. For example, in The Worst of Face of Death, released between installments three and four, it features a character play- allegedly, uh, well, it is Swartz's brother. James Swartz as Dr. Louis Fless. Fless explains that he accidentally killed Dr. Gross while operating on him the prior week. However, in Faces of Death 4, Fless explains that the absence of Gross explained that he killed himself having been driven insane as a result of witnessing so much death. All of which obviously is bollocks. It led on as well to uh, the series Traces of Death which, uh, again, conti- contains more actual death f- footage, uh, making the most of the, uh, the boom and video cameras. And uh, Sonic Youth featured clips of the electric chair and morgue scenes in the music video for uh, Moat from the 1919 album, Goo. It's weird now, uh, when we look back to kind of have these conversations, I'm pretty sure the listeners to this might be a bit older than uh, than the people I'm about to talk about, but you know, I mean, we've had what, 10 years, maybe more, 15 years of shock sites on the internet, you know like Rotten.com, which really, you know, was a big deal in like the year 2000 and stuff like that, and Consumption Junction, and, and variety of those kind of, or indeed just the one joke, shock sites um, where you know you'd see i don't know bestiality or somebody getting killed or you know some horrible sex act or something like that and uh, you know it was it was just there to gross you out and uh, those kind of clips are very short so moving forward it seems weird to kind of imagine that this this film would 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 exist even but in the time before the internet obviously you know the that there was a demand to kind of do you want to see a dead body the kind of violence that these films portray, um, although like uh, I mean, if these mondo films, I mean, although like you know, European Nights and world world at Night, by knights one and two from like you know, 19, late nineteen fifties, early sixties, considered examples of this kind of genre. It was mondo Kane um, from sixty two, which kind of opened this up and actually made it a special success. So, and that that kind of led on to films like Mondo Bizarro, Mondo Daytona, Mondo Mars, Mondo Infam, um uh, Mondo Show as well, which is outside the genre. Even um, Wes Craven's The Last House on the Left in Germany was released on the uh, the, the flea pit cinema circuit as Mondo Brutal. Now these kind of Mondo documentaries were elements of um, extreme visuals to kind of titillate the audience kind of hidden behind the, the layer of um, of it being in you know, a respectable documentary um, you know it's a trick that had been used many times before with films like you know the the white coat films of uh, sex so, so that you, could, you know you could show people having sex on camera but you know hide it behind uh, the veneer of it being uh, education. That kind of goes from, you know, over in the States with, uh, you know, the White Coat films which led on to New Cuties and that kind of stuff. But over in the UK as well, probably running a lot later with, like, the uh, sex manual kind of uh, videos as well. It led to kind of, the the Monzo films, though, led to kind of uh, an escalation where filmmakers wanted to top each other in shock value to attract bigger audiences. So you would kind of got cruelty to animals, accidents... Tribal initiations, right, surgery, that kind of stuff. And although much of the action is staged, uh, filmmakers obviously would kind of say that the the goal was to document the reality that existed behind those that lie. You know, it would, and it, and it didn't just have to be violence. Though there would be uh, mondo sex, mondo, you know, Elvis and Lugosi. Uh, Mondo Tino, which was a youth culture and gay subculture, such as uh, Mondo Rocco. So, for example, Russ Meyer made Rondo to- Mondo Topless, which was you know a documentary restricted to uh, the old midnight movie circuit exploring strip clubs in San Francisco.
0: San Francisco, a teeming city of contrasts. Storied and snobbish edifices laying astride $10,000 a foot real estate, long steeped in the traditions of the state upper crust, are now giving way to the new and pure. And San Franciscans are justifiably proud of their galloping architectural accomplishments. Soaring structures of chromium and plastic melding the city's skyline into an Easter egg like you.
1: And that all sounds kind of, um, you know, quite, quite t- t- tame, really. But by the time we'd reached the uh, the, the seventh you know, the late seventies, early eighties, this kind of stuff had escalated to the point that the Face of Death series was, um, you know, the the new face of this, uh, which created a, a new format for these mondo movies in terms of being uh, very much focused on the very primal fear you get when you watch it, watch watch such such. You know, quite tragic violence. You know, this this it still exists now. The 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 kind of <clears throat> the the testament to, to the power or very uh, the influence of Faces Death is that you you can still get like you know too hot for TV style newsreel footage. A lot of it from Asia, really, Eastern Asia. Um, w- of, you know, featuring news real footage of quite grim events and it's not snuff as such it, you know people aren't killed for camera but um it is pretty it's not nice I and mean, that's you know now we get to kind of the point of the film in as it was in the early 80s in the UK. the film was actually released very heavily cut already by 32 minutes. By Atlantis Video Productions in September '82. Now these cuts weren't like censorship cuts, so it literally they, they seem to just lob a couple of reels out the middle of the film, including the the, uh, the electrocution scene, which was on the cover of the uh, the vid- VHS, which kind of makes you wonder why. <laughs> you know, must have confused people who bought the thing anyway or rented it. Um. It was one of the first ones to get listed as a video nasty on that July nineteen eighty three list, and it stayed on the list throughout the panic. Um, it was certainly one of the films that kind of got highlighted a lot as being uh, a video nasty, and as such, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, obviously, you know, films that report to it feature death in them and real death and real animal. You know, brain eating and whatnot is always going to catch the attention of uh, of the authorities, and in this case, it certainly did, and it catch the attention of the media as well. Now, it's been re-released, and uh, well, it was released in two thousand and three with two minutes and nineteen seconds of cuts, all of which to the animal cruelty, uh, especially that seal CL clubbing scene, and it remains like that now, as as that in that space. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, is it surprising that it got on the list? Absolutely not. The animal cruelty would have been enough, the slaughterhouse footage alone. But then, obviously, you know, this—I no one was checking to see if any of this stuff was real or not. It was, you know, or how true any of it was. So, um, you know, it was for all intents and purposes, by the by the media, it was effectively snuff, and um, and was treated as such. Despite, obviously, the reality which was, you know, what is it really? A load of newsreel footage and then followed with a load of, you know, stuff to kind of pad out the running time, make it more violent. All with this kind of um, depressing, kind of leery uh, narration from our Doctor Gross. So, generally, I mean, you know, as a film, as a piece of art, is it any good? Well, no, I mean, it's not. It's, um, you know, it's interesting, I think, for people to go back and watch it now. It's kind of a curio now, I would say, uh, from a kind of a different time, really. Uh, certainly one that's changed to how, you know, I know these things still exist, but, um, you know, things have moved on, I think, in terms of how people react to this kind of violence now, how they access it as well. Um you know yeah and I described the playground and I think that kind of is that kind of it is a day of a film rather than like a you know something cohesive and that's interesting in itself really you know
2: the Alaram restaurant in the Middle East presented a culinary experience that I found most unique This restaurant is housed within stone walls hundreds of years old. From the moment patrons enter these premises, they are treated like royalty. The welcoming music and finger chimes of the belly dancer mark the beginning of this most unusual dining adventure. When the waiter makes his appearance carrying wine and the special dining implements, it is a sure sign our tourists will soon begin the ritual which brought them here. Feeling that the foreigners were comfortable within his domain, the waiter signaled for the house specialty. Good evening. Here's some good food and wine as the monkey was brought down the hall and a toast to prosperity was made the waiter presented the men with their tools of destruction
1: just a bit of feedback from Rob Wilson he's written on the website Hey Chris, when I was a kid, this was born on the most talked-about horror video of all time. The thought of seeing any real violence didn't, and still does not, appeal to me. I do understand that most of the footage is bogus, but the real animal violence is a real turn-off. Friend I must pass on this one. I will always be li- I will, uh, will as always, listen to the show. Thanks very much, Rob, and that's understandable. I think. I think a lot of people kind of swerve this one. The Evil Dead showing sounds like a blast. Love the after show. I wonder how many people would show up to a Missy hugs and kisses showing. I listened to the Hugs show while driving to work. I almost lost control of the wheel when you said you watch that show more than once. How many days of therapy a week do you go to? You were probably suffering some sort of post-traumatic stress disorder. The things you will do for a good show would cripple most men. Thank you. Oh, well, that's the... Uh, you know, maybe I've just got a high tolerance. I don't know. Um, I kind of enjoy it, really. Uh, I, I don't know if I've ever told the story. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've, as I said, I've seen all the films before and, like and at least once. And so it's kind of going back and rewatching them to kind of, you know, refresh the memory before doing the podcast and doing the research behind it. So, uh, yeah, so if, if ever the question is, I've seen it, yeah, the answer is yes, I definitely have. Um, if you want to get hold of me, please do. Um, my email address is uh, podcast at gmail.com. My website is videonassyspodcast.com. Or you can get me on Twitter, which is at orange underscore monkey. Uh, next week is Deep River Saf- uh, Savages, which is also known by the name Sacrifice in the U.S. Uh, which is a—it's uh, one of the first uh, cannibal movies. Uh, it's good. Well, it's cool. It's different. It's not like Cannibal Holocaust. It—you it, it, know—came well before, and
2: it's a—it's
1: a bit different to that. But it's—it's it, well worth a well worth a watch. So, until then, take care. I'll speak to you soon. Bye.
2: Fortunately, medical science cannot always have success. The moment death occurs, my expertise is called upon. Good